Hi, my name is Sarah Healy, and I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from pride, codependency, and fear of man. Growing up, I heard a lot about God, but did not truly know him. I was raised in the Catholic Church, where works and good deeds were highly emphasized. I grew up in a family where I was the oldest of three kids, and while I had great parents, they had high expectations of me, and I always felt the need to perform and prove my worth. At church, I learned that God similarly had high expectations of me, and I needed to obey and do all the right things to earn his affection. This pattern of performance-based acceptance led to years of people-pleasing, shame when I didn't measure up, and putting all my confidence in my own abilities in order to earn my worth. In middle school, my family transitioned to a non-denominational church where I first heard the gospel and became aware that there was nothing I could do to earn my salvation or God's love, but that by his grace, my debt had already been paid by Christ on the cross. Though I would say at this point I had a saving faith, I did not fully surrender my life to Christ until much later. Through middle school and high school, I lived very much with one foot in the church and one foot in the world. I performed the way I felt I needed to in different settings in order to be accepted or build a certain image. In these very formative years of my life, I learned how to conceal information to manage people's perceptions of me. I yearned for love and validation from people instead of seeking it from the Lord, which led to several instances of online sexual exploitation as a child. These moments of receiving validation and approval were fleeting and quickly turned into shame spirals, leaving me feeling dirty and broken. It was communicated to me that I could never share what happened to me with anyone because they would see me the same way I began to see myself as worthless. My need to feel loved and seen by people later prompted me to walk into a very codependent and abusive relationship. Again, I felt that if I could just do all the right things and make someone happy, then they would love me and I could make them want me. So I entered into a sexual relationship outside the context of marriage, hoping that it would make someone desire me. Over the next few years, this relationship transitioned into one marked by verbal, physical, and sexual abuse. I entered college while still in this relationship and slowly became aware of how abusive and unhealthy it had become. I found myself racked with shame, very isolated, and completely at the end of myself. Proverbs 14.12 says that there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it leads to death. All that I had been doing in my own strength was not working and only leading to further destruction. I began crying out to the Lord for help, and he met me in the midst of my pain. He brought people into my life that helped me see the abusive patterns in my relationship and gently reminded me that God offers so much more. In 2017, I began attending Watermark and was presented with the gospel in every service I attended. Even though it was something I had believed for a while, I began to see it in a new light. My salvation meant so much more to me now that I had seen all that Christ had saved me from. I made the decision to surrender it all to him and lay all of my hurt, desires, and brokenness at his feet. This looked like ending my three-and-a-half-year relationship, starting regeneration, and getting involved in a community group. I started to believe that God didn't just look at me and see my sin, but as Psalm 103.12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far you have removed our transgressions from us. I learned that I no longer had to hide in shame because God sees so much more than my brokenness when he looks at me. I started to see that I am a child of God. In step four, inventory, I was able to identify patterns of sin and trace them back to their root. My desire to manage others' perceptions of me and convey a certain image to people traced back to my pride. 
I saw how in my codependency, I tried to play savior by meeting people's needs that were never mine to fulfill and enabled unhealthy behavior. I became aware that manipulation, people-pleasing, and validation-seeking stemmed from my fear of man rather than revering God. Step four was difficult, but through it, I learned what it looks like to allow God to search my heart and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. He revealed to me the areas where I was still not submitting to him and allowed me to get a good look at all the pain and destruction my sin was causing, not only to myself, but also to others around me. This was sobering and opened my eyes to ways that I was resisting repentance. Step five, confess, was the most vulnerable step, but also the step where I experienced the most radical heart change. Bringing my sin into the light was uncomfortable and felt foreign to me. To allow others to see the depths of my brokenness and depravity was scary, but I was met with so much love, encouragement, and accountability. God used step five to teach me what it looks like to live authentically, practice rigorous honesty, and experience freedom from trying to manage the perception of others by concealing information. For the first time, I got to experience the kind of fellowship and forgiveness that comes when we walk in the light. Since coming to truly know Christ, surrendering myself to him, and going through region, my life has changed in so many ways. I've been able to walk in joy and freedom rather than shame and fear. My relationships have been so much more fruitful since learning what it looks like to be fully known and fully loved. I've been able to cultivate emotional intimacy through authenticity with other women and have community that can help me fight against my sinful tendencies and point me back to Jesus. I no longer feel that I have to manipulate situations or people in order to feel loved or accepted because I've grown confident in my identity in Christ. While my life has been so different after walking through recovery, Region did not fix me. After commencing in July of 2020, I walked back into some of the same sinful patterns yet again, and for a while I desired to hide that from others. I felt the familiar ache of shame and the fear of what will they think of me if they know but God quickly reminded me that there's nothing good that dwells in my flesh, and if I'm not daily surrendering to him, I will slip back into those same patterns. Now, when I do sin, I turn quickly to confess, repent, pray, and have others hold me accountable. He doesn't expect perfection. He desires my devotion. I'm so thankful for the hard work of recovery because I've come to understand that I don't have to pull myself together or do it all on my own. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. God has taught me that by my own strength, I will walk myself straight into a path that leads to death. But when I surrender my ways to him, I will be made strong and complete through Christ. If I could only share one thing with you, it would be that he is faithful even when we are faithless. And if you're new here, welcome. God brought you here tonight for a reason, and he is capable of redeeming anything if you'll just surrender. The process of sanctification has not been quick, easy, or fun, but it has been so sweet to get a front row seat to the Lord's faithfulness to pursue our hearts even when we're running hard and fast in the opposite direction. My name is Sarah, and I have a new life in Christ. I am recovering from pride, codependency, and fear of man, and to God be all the glory.